Can you recall the last time you felt like you were in the flow? Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad that you are here with me today. Now, as I am recording this episode, we are 12 episodes away from our 200th one, and I am so, so excited. Yay! (laughs) And I would just be so delighted if you would help me to celebrate this upcoming milestone and help me do so by submitting your questions for me to answer. And maybe these are questions of your own, or maybe they are the questions that you are asked often by your family and your friends, because you are the go-to money person in your inner circle. And you may be wondering, hmm, I answered this way, but I wonder how would Jacquette answer that? So whether you fall into, you want to submit your own questions or submit the questions that are presented to you, go to jaquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money, all one word, dash 200. Again, jaquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money, dash 200. And by the way, if you tried to submit a question before and you couldn't, the page has been fixed. So go on ahead and do that because I cannot wait to celebrate this 200th episode with you and to answer your questions or the ones that you have been asked by your family and friends. But in the meantime, let's dive into today's episode. So can you recall the last time you felt like you were in the flow. You know, that state of being where you lose track of time whilst you are in the midst of a task, regardless of what that task is, or those moments when you feel fully immersed and energized and are enjoying the process of striving toward the end result. As a word and as an experience, flow has been on my mind a lot, mostly because it is my word of the year. Do you do this as well? Choose a word of the year? I didn't hop on this bandwagon until a few years ago, and now I'm sort of hooked. I rather like the idea of declaring a word as a guide for the year. You know, the practice of proclaiming what I want to be more of and or how I want to experience the year, it's really kind of appealing to me. I like the choosing of the word of the year because I like the focus and the clarity that it provides. I like how it can serve as a simple filtering anchor and feedback loop. Even if it is the case that I don't connect the dots until I am doing my weekly reviews and asking myself the question, how did my how did I embody my word of the year? And in this particular case, how did I embody flow? And by the way, there have been several weeks where my answer has been, hmm, I'm not entirely sure. But the word flow has been on my mind because as I shared in the previous episode, episode 187, I've been wondering what role 
flow has played in both the goals that I've achieved as well as those that I haven't. And recently, I had an interesting aha when it comes to my word of the year. This is September. So nine months into the year, what I've realized is that my relationship with what I mean by flow has evolved. At first, I was more focused on flow through the lens of ease and a lack of resistance. And what I now realize is that as, as, as I was evaluating whether I was embodying flow, I was doing so solely through this lens. And while those are definitely ease and lack of resistance, aspects of being in a state of flow, I've come to understand three things on a deeper level. First is the need to create space for deep concentration, few distractions and creativity so that flow can happen for all tasks and types of work, not just the ones that require creative capital from me, like coaching, speaking, or creating content. Flow doesn't just occur by chance, even though it can feel like it does at times. Second is embracing the reality of what is, including the challenges. Rather than spending so much time longing for how I wish things were or how I want them to be, something that's different than the reality that I am confronting. Acceptance is a major component of flow. Third is remembering that flow shares a common trait with bodies of water. It, well, ebbs and flows. And while there are valuable lessons in both the ebbs and the flows, personally, I have a tendency to be more reflective during the ebbs. And as I hunker down for the sprint that is the next four months until the end of the year, I am endeavoring to keep these three ahas top of mind. But my reflections got me to thinking about you and how complex our relationship is with the concept of flow, especially when you, we feel out of flow. So here are a few things that I want you to think about vis-a-vis -vis these following seven questions. How would you describe your relationship with flow right now? How are you embodying it? How are you defining it? More specifically, when and where in your life and business and with your money, do you feel like things are moving along with ease and what's happening to create that? And then on the flip side, when and where do you feel stuck or that things are not flowing so easily? And do you see a correlation between your state of flow and the goals that you have achieved as well as the goals that you have not achieved. And finally, from your mundane task to your creative endeavors, how does your mental state of mind, your skills, your ideas, and your creativity all coalesce so that you can have or experience a sense of flow? 
People have been experiencing what we describe as flow states long before positive psychologist Miha, let me get this right, Miha Chi Sink Miha. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right because I really did endeavor to do that. Miha Chink Sink Miha and his colleague, Jean Nakamura, they are the ones that coined the term flow state. But it is certainly useful to have a succinct way to describe. So what, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the, the experience of flow state has been around, you know, forever, but they are the ones that coined a, a succinct way of describing an emotional condition that can be metaphysical at times. So Chinksink Miha is considered one of the pioneers in flow theory. And based on his research, going all the way back to the 60s, he created a flow chart that bears his name called the flow state scale. And if you wanna see an image of it, cause it's really useful. If you wanna see an image of it, just simply Google positive psychology and do a search for flow state scale. And you will see what I'm about to describe right now. Because for the purposes of today's discussion, what I find interesting about this scale is when you look at it, you'll see that something that is a low skill level and is highly challenging produces anxiety. Whereas something that requires a high skill level and is also highly challenging, surprise, surprise, produces a state of flow. And I came across this scale while doing some research for this podcast, and I just immediately fell into having a geeky moment. What a surprise. I got excited. I got excited about how this could be an incredibly useful tool for you and me to explore another relationship. And that is the relationship between flow and goals. The pursuit of goals requires you and I to do a combination of tasks. Some of those tasks we enjoy, while there are others that you and I find mundane. Some are easy and we can do them with our you know, proverbial eyes closed, if you will. Whereas others push us out of our comfort zones, requiring us to go beyond our current level of knowledge, skill set, or even capacity of resources. Particularly when flow isn't present and it feels a bit stagnant, it might be useful to use this scale to assess, hmm, which level is the primary culprit? Is it skill or challenge? Also, knowing which level to pay attention to can be just the feedback that you need to help you reset, whether that is to reset your goals, your process, or both. Now, back to my earlier question from the top of the show. Can you recall the last time you felt like you were in the flow? If your answer isn't, I am in it right now, perhaps this is the invitation you didn't even know that you needed. It's the invitation to go ahead and take some time in the coming days to figure out how do you go about cultivating more flow in whatever area of your life, your business, and your money? Cultivate more flow however it needs to be. 
Why? Because doing so plays a crucial role in unlocking your potential, financial, or otherwise. Well, that is it for today, folks. As always, thank you so much for listening all the way until the end. Or if you are watching us from YouTube, thank you for joining us there and watching until the end of that as well. And before you hop, if today's episode sparked an aha or a reflection, I would love to hear more about that. So please send me a DM on Instagram. And don't forget about my invitation to join me in celebrating the 200th episode. Submit your questions at jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money dash 200. So once more, thank you for listening today. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast in general, or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And as you're sharing it, feel free to tag me as well so I can join in in the celebration of that. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. We do read them. And if you are on YouTube, also please comment below. And as always, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. I'll be back with another episode. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money.